0: everybody, and welcome to another installment of Innovation Crush. It's me, Chris Denson, your gracious host, coming at you live—well, not live, but you know, you guys know what we're doing here. Um, in case you're tuning in for the first time, um, shame on you. But if 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 not, uh, you guys may know that this show covers all things innovation, ideas, smart people doing smart things. And uh, today, the the buck does not stop. The man with the S on his hat, the, the super hat, uh, Jamal Lane. Say hello. What's up, everyone? What's up, everyone? I said say hello.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: You're already a rebel. There you go. (laughs) Have to be. Speaking of rebel, I know a little bit of work history about you. Oh. Um, But before we get into that, uh, give me a little bit of a 101 Uh, on
1: who Jamal is. How how do you self-describe? Jamal is pretty much a brand connector within the cultural lifestyle space. So I've always been lucky enough to work for brands that have had a vision to try to connect to lifestyle. So they've entrusted me to say like, you're the bridge to get us there. So, you know, a lot of brands think they can just walk into the culture and then just kind of maybe throw a check or just say, hey, we're gonna do this. And it just doesn't come off right. So I seem to have an idea of like what makes sense. So. When it does happen, it just feels like it's part of the culture. And it's can can like
0: you can you define the word culture? Because it's such a like hard. ubiquitous yeah, you know no. term.
1: I mean, I use it as like everything is culture. So like every genre kind of makes up culture. So it's just like everything is really kind of whatever is not necessarily vanilla, right? So like let's just say malls are vanilla. It's everything outside of that, right? If you're thinking right. retail. I have a good eye of trying to connect with everything outside of, like, a mall concept. Maybe. So you that's, hate malls? No, but I kind of <laughs> like it because now I'm trying to, like, I kind of like and see the purpose of malls. Like, I think it's really important. So, like, yeah. I think that's what the beauty of culture is. It's kind of always kind of, like, it's just circular, right? So it's just, like, when it's too mass and it's too, like, you're just like, cool, I don't need to touch it. I don't need to be over there. Right. Let's find the next thing.
0: Also, I mean, culture, at least, and we'll get into it, but, like, some of your work history just combines bringing people together. Mm-hmm. Um and you know we are roughly the, the same age but yep. the mall was that spot, right? Yeah, like that was sure. the spot where everybody gathered. Yeah. Now it's a complex con, right? It's right. so sure. the mall has kind of the, sure. the mentality hasn't changed but right. the the way it's expressed Correct. has. Um so tell us a little bit about your uh role at Sonos mm-hmm. currently.
1: Yeah. So it is cultural marketing. Um and it's a global like North America play. So basically what that means is I handle kind of the entertainment film and television um, celebrity relations with an eye on connecting Sonos to that world. So we will always try to serve the creator within that world. And what that means is basically we're going to try to be useful to them. So like whatever idea they have, we need to look at it from our standpoint and say, does it check our boxes? But then also what are we going to help them and what are we going to help provide to them yeah because if you're listening to this and you just think like oh creators don't you know celebrities don't need anything it's not necessarily true if you're creating something somehow you need an outlet right and if we can provide that outlet i'm going to try to figure out how to do it in the most authentic way so um uh, give me an example yeah so currently we have a space um in la called Sono's home And we basically, it's a space for creators to come and kind of showcase uh, whatever it is that they're working on. So the space is a flexible penthouse space. That's where you listen to Sonos. That's where you get it. That's the best place to listen to Sonos. It's in your home. So we do activations out of there. So if you're a director, artist, we can do listening events. We can do Q&As. And it's just another venue that's intimate and small where you can connect to your consumer, your influencer, or even media. And it's just a little bit different than a regular, like, hey, let's just do it at, I don't know, like a ballroom
0: or right? a hotel. Um, you use the word useful earlier. It's big. It is, so, and it's not a word that comes up often in marketing, Yeah. right? Um, so th- th- kind of define that a little bit more, yeah, like the sure. utility of what you're creating from a marketing standpoint.
1: It's pretty simple, like, what is it that you do? What is it that the other person that you're trying to connect does? And then how can you help them? Not like, hey, we have two ideas. Let's do a collaboration. Let's put the ideas together and cool. Like if your idea doesn't help their idea and if their idea doesn't help you, right. that collaboration is just going to kind of just get glossed
0: over. So what kind of stuff do you leave on the table? Like I would imagine like somebody uh, comes I to the table mean, like, oh, we want to do a, a yeah, bus. A and you're like, yeah. no. There's a lot. And
1: that's just like if you get to know me, I don't really necessarily like take meetings just to take meetings or just do stuff to do stuff. Like if we're going to take a meeting, we're going to probably try to figure out like if this is going to happen. And then from there, we're going to be like, we're going to do something. I don't know what it is, but we're definitely going to do something. And then the third part is we actually do it. Right. Because it's, it's just a waste of time to like take a meeting and just, and then just toil in this kind of, thing that just nothing ever comes to fruition and i just i hate that i can't work like i just my brain (laughs) does yeah
0: yeah, i I see the jaded glaze coming over (laughs) do that
1: so it's just like just be super honest up front and then just be like hey this is where we're at where are you at within those two circles there's got to be something in the middle that kind of crosses and you're like okay cool i see it yeah this is probably where we're going to intersect and like that's what you focus on.
0: Now from uh, obviously, you know, Sonos wants to get something out of these relationships, for right? Sure. And if I'm Joe Celebrity yeah. and we do something in the vacuum, th- mm-hmm. does that move the needle? Like what what is the sure. ROI, yeah. I use quotation marks, that that for you're looking sure. for?
1: Yeah, I mean, so with the within, you know, kind of like influence relations and celebrity relations and that forth, it's like that's like the 1 or 2%. So like you hope basically you do the activation and then the output what, however you record it whatever you do you then disseminate that information out so the idea, then it's like a peek behind the curtain right so that's why I think it's super important to figure out what it is that you do so um, I don't know let's just take Sorry to Bother You super huge fan of that film saw it at Sundance I had no idea how I you guys I could did help. something recently before yeah we did it last before. night you know, like, <laughs> but we did like I had no idea how I could help But I'm sitting there watching the movie and then like a month later I just emailed someone at Annapur and I was like, my friend Johnny, and I was just like, I don't know how I can help, but we have a space, let me know what I can do to help. And all he said was, that's amazing, thank you. I don't know either, but I will put you in contact with the team and then you guys can see what happens. And then it just developed. And we ended up doing six different events and we were just touching points and it's just like, now it's going to evolve into something more right so that to me is like that's a true partnership where I was just a fan watching this film I was like this is an amazing film
0: but for me that's like that's where you called yourself the bridge yeah. right? It, yeah. and I think it's hard for a lot of companies to trust somebody to just be sure. like ah I like this yeah. it's my taste and I know it's right for what we want to accomplish yeah. um, what was it a partic- in particular about that film that moved you to pick up the phone or, or send an email?
1: The way that the message was conveyed it wasn't just like here it is like it was just such a mind trip not going to give anything away but it's a mind <laughs> it trip. is a trippy movie so <laughs> you're just like this is amazing it's it's trippy like it's not what you immediately thought right so that's one two just in the climate that we're in you're like this is super important regardless of what you believe this is just it's relevant right so And then it's just not like anything else out, right? So those are three things that I was just like, I don't know if our consumer all of them are gonna love it, but I have a feeling that more than not, they are. Yeah, right. And it doesn't mean they have to love the film, but they're just gonna respect it. So I was like, we should try to do something um, if we can.
0: Um, That's amazing. So with the the perception thing, what like what are some of the because every brand, every yeah. company goes through this, every personal brand goes through this where you are like this is what we are and people assume you're something else for sure and you have to bridge that gap between yeah. perception and reality. Yeah. Um so what what are some of the problems that Sonos is looking to solve, uh, you know, uh, that in that perception yeah window.
1: I mean, we just want to be like the best home entertainment system in like just like out. And I f- like we just all feel like we just we feel like we should be in the home like when you have it and when you listen to it you're like oh this is the greatest thing ever and that's super just, true like like you just yeah <laughs> but you have to demo it to feel that right you ha- so like that's our biggest thing is like just getting more people to know
0: about it is that is part of that because most of us walk around with earbuds in and like when you think about sound quality and you're at home is like
1: well i mean we just everyone is just like used to like their ipad you know, either their iPad speakers, their computer speakers. Um, if you don't spend a lot of money on your headphones, you're just used to, like, okay, cool. And where we're coming at it is you are, as an artist, you've put your heart and soul into this album, into this movie. You've obviously thought about sound and you've obviously, like, you want it to sound a certain way. So yep. we feel like, oh, it should sound the way that you made it. So um that's all we're we're trying to solve that like you should be listening better as like let's just take tvs as they get flatter which is cool right it's only obvious that the sound is not going to sound as great <laughs> right like it's just <laughs> i mean it's just physics like it's just not going to sound as great so um we just feel like we're a great solution
0: and then is it i would imagine in that arena right like there's also the there's an emotional connection to sound. Yeah, you know, yeah, sure. um whether it's the bass that moves you or mm-hmm. the you don't always get that in other systems or other ways of listening. Yeah. How how much focus is there on sort of driving that emotional connection to it's, I mean all sonicness.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> I mean that's like 100% cuz like even taking it out of the Sonos context like when you listen to an album for the first time like a specific album like that sits with you Right? Like think about the albums that you would go to the music store growing up and like look at the menu board and be like, Oh, that's the one. Mm-hmm. Right? And then think about when you got it, what you did. So music has that connection. Film right. film has that connection. Like they're just they're things that have that connection. So it's just a matter of like we feel like Sonos can be that bridge to help you kind of not relive it, but like continue to enjoy it because as the internet gets bigger and it's like the sonic internet. Like, whatever you're consuming has sound. So, like, that should be good sound. Yeah. It's really simple, but when you talk about it, you're just like, you can go off in tangents, but it's like pretty simple. Like, we just want people to have good sound.
0: This was well, a gross oversight, too. Like,
1: just, you know, I mean, 100%. Of... <laughs> like, so it's just like, we're just trying to, sol- like, we're just trying to be useful. We're just trying to solve something that we see. And, um, I don't know, I've just been a huge fan of stones even before I started working, I just believe in it. I just believe in the ease of it, like it's just simple.
0: Um, Switching gears a little bit, I I will say that I had a little pressure today to show up with some clean sneakers on. Oh,
1: okay.
0: Um, These are kinda dirty, but they're some white Air Maxes 90s. You wear them. Uh, I I do wear them, that is true. Wear them well is a whole other thing. (laughs) Uh you you got you got two pairs of clean sneaks two days in a row. Yeah. <laughs> um but so in your yeah. previous life yeah. that's you, you lived in shoes. Yeah. Lived um, in shoes. Uh, tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, so I was fortunate enough to work at Adidas, Converse and Nike um doing kind of pretty much the same thing, kind of like influencer relations like a s- lack of, like just kind of like culture marketing. Um it was good. It was great. It was you know you're just it was really interesting to see kind of that buzz of like sneakerheads like really coming to the forefront while at nike and just being like on the forefront of like creating um really cool marketing campaigns and then executing them within the market what you know here in los angeles um and just kind of seeing like kids getting really excited like that's at the end of the day that's really exciting to me like i'm not that jaded like what we do and what we put out is for the consumer right and that's fun to see that the consumer is like latching onto it what got hard for me was sneakers it's just like 365 days like it's a lot so it's just like it just became like it's a lot of drops like i don't have that many ideas for a full year like Continuous. What, like, but what excited
0: really, you at the beginning of it, right? Because like, I think cause at some it's, point there's like you like there's a real kinetic energy.
1: Yeah, you just you're just in it. You're just doing it. You're just in it, and it's just like this is amazing. But then you get to I don't I just I don't know if I necessarily ran out of ideas, but it just felt like, man, I don't, I need a break. Like, you just need to go off and just kind of like do something else because I just felt like my idea. I just I didn't want to. Re- I'm really big on not reskinning. Like, I don't like that. Um, That's the worst kind of innovation. But some people do it really well. Like, I don't necessarily think you need to always reinvent the wheel, but my brain doesn't work like that. So, like, some people do it really, really well. Like, some people can take that and then flip it just a little bit, but you're like, at the core, it's still the same idea, but they've... Yeah, I can't do that for some reason. Well, I'm the same way. Slow. It's
0: like uh, uh, you know, I might tweak something, but I like I almost want to start from scratch every time. Kind of. And volume. when there's volume, um, i just my own personal question because I live very close to undefeated yeah. and five four, um, yeah. and every so often there's a line yeah. around the block. It's
1: amazing.
0: <laughs> um, and it's just it's a part of culture that I psychologically I don't. Understand. I get it. Like yeah. as far as like oh the new thing is coming out, let's yeah. go get it, but what did you learn about sneaker culture that just made it such a you know a cultural frenzy
1: I don't know if I learned anything it was just like they just really want to soak it up like we do marketing we do culture marketing because of this right so that's why it's exciting it's like there are people that actually are into this so it's like awesome yeah let's continue to give them more stories like that to me is exciting like i'm not mad about it like they actually are like Oh, we get it. We love it. So I, I don't know. I'm like kind of the worst person to talk about it. Like, cause there's all, you know, like the gray market and all that stuff. i mm-hmm. like, that stuff doesn't bother me. Like the market is what the market is. All yeah. Right. So like, if you have shoe a, right. You go home, you buy it and then you put it on eBay. Like the market will dictate how much it's going to go for. I, I'm not mad at that. Like whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? So my job is to like help craft that story. And help get it across to you to make you get up, get out of bed, yeah, get off the internet, get off your phone, and go line up. That's a lot, especially now. That's a lot. Yeah. So if you're able to do that,
0: more power to you. Um, LA is a really good cultural melting pot, For sure. Um, and you know, I think sometimes people synonymize. Is, is that a word? Synonymize. Mm-hmm. It is now. Okay. <laughs> Sn- uh, Sniglets. <laughs> <laughs> taking it back to summer there camp you go party. there you go um uh i guess most people synonymize it with black yep. right which uh, is obviously an error sure. but how, is there a method that you go about you know un, uh, undoing that that yeah. false stigma i guess or is it black
1: no i i try not to think like so here this is there we go we're getting getting, getting in all right all right so me and my friends we talk about this all the time like as a black person in corporate america you kind of and this is not for me at sonos or wherever this is just kind of like in general like you are sometimes in meetings and you're the only black person in that meeting and you get deferred to for like cultural stuff and you can just tell where the meeting's going. and You're just like, Oh man. <laughs> so like, we got to like, your name's f- Jamal too. So Yes. we got to figure <laughs> like So when you're trying to think of like marketing campaigns and just trying to like figure out what you're going to do, you like just try not to be like that just because it's always there. Yeah. Like it's always behind you. It's always there. So all we try to do is, I don't know. I'm just really big on if you're in the community and you're like specifically talking about a certain thing, you have more power to say what will work. Mm -hmm. If you're sitting up here or kind of off in a different market and you're talking about, Hey, this is what's going to work in LA. It's kind of like, you're not there. So you don't know. Yeah. Right. So that's kind of where we kind of like, like to draw that line when we're kind of conceptualizing this stuff. So, we try, honestly, we try not to think in like multicultural, like, hey, let's touch the multicultural race. It's just like, mm.
0: well, it, I it's mean, just, it, it kind of the reason I ask that, because I, I think about this, you know, as we become more and more of a multi hyphenate, mm-hmm. you know, just society, it's like, you might like equestrian and golf and sneakers, you know, where, where before those For three sure. things didn't, yeah. you didn't find that in one person. Yeah. Um, you know, do you find that with the sort of multi-hyphenation that the messaging and experiences have to be a little bit more
1: different mm-hmm. or adjusted? No, I think actually it's actually better and I think that's what the internet has brought us, social media, the connection of you're A and you're like, oh, you're into equestrian? Oh, cool. Like, and then someone can reach out to you, right? Like an equestrian, like that stable horse will like, reach out to you right. and be like, and then people start to see and be like, you know what? I kind of was into that. I didn't want to say it, but now I'm gonna say it because there's someone I look up to. It's permission. It's, it's permission,
0: permission. And, and acknowledgement. Exactly. And, yeah. So
1: instead of like people doing it off like in the corner with like two or three friends, now there's like people tuning in that can actually and be like, you know what? I feel empowered to go do that. Yeah. So that's why I feel. That's why that's kind of important. If that answers your question, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. So. That's how I look at it. It's like it's allowing you're pr- pretty much giving permission to be like, no, you like you can be into this too.
0: Yeah. It's so when someone was going to do their horse commercial, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> the new no, horseback riding. The speaker. new horseback in this. <laughs> um, I'll probably get fired for that. <laughs> you, I don't think you can get fired. You're unfireable. You're, you, you, you see what the uh, other. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, no, you, so I love that you made the switch, right? Going for so, what did that feel like, yeah. right? To finally like. Breathe, spread your wings, move into a new space. Yeah. And how did that affect your work?
1: It was awesome. Um, I knew, so I did a little stint at Microsoft. So, uh, you worked on Zoom. On Zoom, <laughs> the Zoom player, um, RIP. Uh, <laughs> so, I did that for four years and I just, Microsoft was cool. It's tough. Like, it was definitely a learning experience. That was like as corporate as you can get. And um, I learned a lot. So, I knew that I wanted to somehow get back into tech consumer product, but I didn't know what, um, but I've had Sonos in my house and I was just like, "Hmm, if the stars align, like maybe that's the company I want Mm -hmm. to go to. And then as you know it, like a bunch of people from converse went over there and then I got a call and it was just like, wow, this is going to happen, you know? And it was just, it was pretty awesome because the team that we have internally, we've all worked together before and it's just like, pretty fanatic like it's a pretty awesome team um we get it we all get each other we can just like finish each other's thoughts we can take their ideas and just be like oh what about tweak it like no one has like no one's like oh my god they're out to get me kind of thing right like there's no like we all know each other's personalities there's trust and there's chemistry so you kind of like all right cool i already know that personality right? right so there's no get to know you kind of period
0: do you think that sometimes, because you talked about this earlier, is like the homogenization of yeah. ideas? Like, yeah. do you think sometimes switching the team helps, or is it good to have like those same people that you build with? That's
1: a great. Um, I go back and forth on that. So there's some companies that believe in switching out and doing stretch assignments, where they'll move you to a different organization. Part of me feels like if you're really good at doing what you're doing, I would feel like, man, if I moved you out into another org in the company and then someone else came in, that thing is going to suffer for a little bit until that person is up to speed. And that to me, I guess I don't, I just, I can't see it. I can't get on board with it, but I get it because you want to grow as the person. So I don't, I mean that's why I'm not a person that calls the shots because yeah. I, mean? I don't think I could, I can't make that call. Like I
0: well, don't I know. It, I mean, you say the word stretch, right? I, I think it's good for people to go and get some new perspectives yes. Yes. or just learn. Yeah. You know, like I, I used to run an innovation team at a media agency. Mm-hmm. By design, I never hired anybody that worked at a media agency, yep. right? Until one time I did, and I had at least in, in this small team, I had somebody who represented the world that we sat in, yeah. um, but also could speak our language. So you know, and yeah. it was it was a stretch for him because mm-hmm. like yeah, like let's do a media plan, yeah, yay. Yeah. Um, but now we're like talking about augmented reality sure. and you know daybreaker dance part. Like we're yeah, just going sure. like off the rails in terms of what it means to be a media te- you know, uh, agency. So. That idea that somebody can leave and come back, their mm-hmm. prodigal son, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> so uh, I don't have a question there. No, I
1: about. I struggle with it all the time. So I don't know. Like I go back and forth on it. Like I think it's cool. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. Like, yeah, I don't know. But I I definitely believe that every person should have the chance to grow and kind of hone themselves and and learn a better understanding of the business. Yeah. But then, like their thing that they're really good at, like.
0: Well, there's always your superpower, right? Like what, and that's like the thing. what happens yeah. to
1: that, like, dang. You know, cause that person transfers over and then the next person comes in. That's where I'm just like, oh man, like we still gotta be operating at like 100%. Yeah. And it's just, it's not gonna operate yeah, at 100%. fixing the train just, while it's moving or whatever. You the, know what I mean? So,
0: bad analogy is. Um, so, I walk into a Jamal Lane event experience, yeah. you know. Um, what kind of, I guess, emotional thing are you trying to invoke in, in a person walks into a space?
1: A, first thing should be like, when I get there, I should understand why I'm there. So whatever the event title is or whatever the brand is that it, that we're doing this thing for, you immediately know why you're there. That's A. B is the experience within, like, am I comfortable? Like, is the room temperature like right like is the food presentation right is are all the little things that i see right yeah right so that's two and then three is the people that you're in the room so i am a big proponent on not inviting the same people to every event so i don't necessarily believe in lists like oh yeah we have a house list that everyone every event boom gets right like i want you to be a little uncomfortable and come to an event where you don't necessarily know everyone. You have your plus one, but you don't know anyone else in the room. And then by the end of the night, you have like 30 new friends, 50 new friends. Yeah. And people that you can connect with and build with. I just think it makes for a better event. And then you don't get sick of the space, right? Because like- You as you. you. Yeah. Like you just don't get sick of the event space that you've been to 300 times. Like, I don't know. Like you shouldn't. Like it should just be like- different folks so
0: So that's interesting because it's almost like if you keep it fresh for you yeah then it's automatically kind of refreshed for the people that are visiting
1: yeah because you are catering to that specific event so like whatever the whether it's a film event tv event um, music event they're different folks right so like we shouldn't have one list that like gets to see all that at the same time like it should be the different folks this is my 10th sonos (laughs) event like I don't want. I don't you get your card punched. Like, that's just not how
0: my brain works. You could do a punch card. You could. So no like, punch card. Horseback cool. ride.
1: I think some people like. I think that's cool, but I think it's like <laughs> we're it's also missing, idea. especially when the a space is small. Right. It's one thing if the space is like two thousand, five thousand, you know, person venue. You can kind of have the same person come through. It's fine because you can get new people through too as well. But if your space is like sixty person, a hundred person, you should like. You're missing all these other people if you have the same 60 people.
0: Well, also, I think there's some science in the sort of, like I said, having new friends. Or, like, yeah. there there you create a different kind of use or value. Yeah. Like you mentioned usefulness earlier. There's a different value, you know, um, that was given to me on behalf of brand X. Right. Right. Um, you know, and I would imagine that's by design. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you also said another word which, um, gets thrown around a lot. Authenticity. Yeah. Um, what, what does that mean?
1: It just means like what we're trying to communicate. It's just, that's the reality of the communication. Like that's the reality of what we're trying to say. Like it's, it's not made up. It's not fake. It's not like contrived. Like it's literally if that is that we're going to communicate that as that right if that makes sense I'm not trying to be cryptic it's just yeah, yeah.
0: it's like marketing that, speak versus you know or even PRable things yeah, yeah. versus like, like what's real
1: yeah like it's just like when i'm thinking about it in an experiential world like i just want you to come in and be like oh i understand amazing like that's literally what i want you to say like i don't need you to be like well i kind of get like no there's no like gray area with this like when you walk in you have to understand you should be able to understand yeah like why you're there and if you can't then that means I'm not doing my job
0: Uh, what did little JL want to do when he when
1: he grew up he grew up I wanted to be a professional soccer player um that went downhill pretty quick (laughs) so college how quickly did it go downhill uh, like I didn't even play college like I literally what happened um got there my first year was like, I'm gonna take a year off just to kind of. I went to a really small private school in Brooklyn. Um, so I was like, going to a college. Like, I was like, it was a little bit bigger. So I was just like, you know what? I wanna get my feet under me first year, maybe take it off, not play soccer. But second year, we'll play. Second year I came around, and I was like, ah, kind of like this college life, kind of like drinking on the weekends. Like, it's just, I don't know, what sports, there, there was a big commitment. <laughs> Commitment with sports that I just was not, I couldn't do it. So I just went intramurals and it was the most amazing thing ever. Like playing intramurals and just, I mean, we were still drinking. So it was pretty awesome.
0: You know what's interesting? uh, Maybe you're a person that doesn't like construct. Yeah. (laughs) right because it's like it it takes a lot and you know when we were talking yesterday you mentioned a couple things about like for instance with sonos it's you here in los angeles right and i think even with the other brands that you mentioned you know the converses and the adidas like it's you you kind of get to play by your own rules and party on the weekends um oh i'm used to used to (laughs) um you know How does your personality just play out in your day-to-day?
1: I'm pretty mellow, I'm pretty like just kinda even. So I never kinda get too high or too low. So I think you need that when you're kind of building relationships because I hear the most random ideas and a lot of them are like, oh my god, they're amazing. But if I would share those internally, I think everyone would get way too excited because I kinda know like some of them are gonna flame out. So there would be a lot of like this, Highs and lows, and I just kind of, I'm pretty chill as it is. So I just know, like, what to kind of drip out, what to keep to myself until it gets to a point where it's like, oh, okay, this is real. Yeah, You know, so I think I've done a really good job about that. I think that's probably my best trait to date, just because the amount of stuff that I hear that I could just say, like, hey, we're going to go do this, like, I, none of it would happen. Well, especially
0: mm-hmm. I mean, when you say culture you know in entertainment marketing you're yeah. dealing with a lot sure. of celebrity. so the minute a name pops up in an email yeah. you know uh, people are like oh now we have to go like, sure. the, the frenzy is real yeah, and I'm, yeah. I'm i'm kind of the same way like i get excited and I tell myself to shut up and then cuz i know there's still a lot more shut work up. and just yeah. uh, there's just, a lot is this going to happen or not? Yeah, yeah, for
1: sure. (laughs) You have to get to like, from A to Z, you have to get to like H before you can kind of be like, oh, okay, this is probably going to happen. Because
0: what I I find is there's also a lot of emotional burnout for people because it's like, there's there's so many almost. Like for every case study you can tell me right now, I'm sure there's like 50 to 100 things that are dead on the vine. And um, and so, you know, kudos to you just like that emotional stability. I (laughs) try, I try.
1: I mean, I try like literally like I would be a wreck if I didn't. I just think it's super important. Like, anything that you do is to try to just stay even keeled. Like, it helps.
0: This is not a trick question. Okay. But does influencer marketing work?
1: I mean, I sure hope so. (laughs) But I think it's different. So, like, my friend had told me to stop using influencer, and I'm trying to – there's – Stop using the word. Influ- yeah, yeah. It's just like, there's two different types now of influencer marketing. Like when you think influencer marketing, you think like, Oh, the Instagram influence, social influencer. That's kind of not what I'm concerned I have a with. ton of bathroom selfies on Instagram, go. by the way. Do your thing. So okay. I'm influencing. Bathrooms. I, I don't know what that's influencing, but okay. <laughs> um, but I'm trying to stay away from that. Like I've never really been on that side. Um, when we say like, influencer marketing. We're just thinking about their key people within this world that are doing really great stuff that shepherd consumers and kind of dictate like what it is that they need. So I'll use an example. Um, Like Chris Gibbs from union is dear friend, great guy. He's been doing it for a really long time and he kind of like shepherds folks into like looking better. You know, like he's been doing it for a really long time. And I think it's our job to help Chris and people like Chris to tell those stories. Like at the end of the day, like if a brand, if we're going to, if we're, if a brand will be able to like help provide, whether it's cash, whether it's platform or something, I feel like I can do that. Like that's what I can bring to the table right. is bring the brand that makes sense for that. Because there are a lot of Chris's that are doing all this, that I want them to do more. Because they're gonna leave, we're gonna leave this culture, and there you go. So we're gonna leave this, <laughs> we're gonna leave this place in a better place for the young kids to come up and be like, oh, cool. I'm gonna turn it on its head a little bit. Yeah, because that's a, at the end of the day, that's what we want.
0: Do you find that because you say kids? Yes. Do, <laughs> um, how do you stay relevant and up to speed? You know, uh, are like are you doing a floss at home just trying to my daughters <laughs> see there you go
1: um so i got two daughters um uh, they're younger but super into like whatever they're into just because it's really cool to see and it's cool to kind of just follow it away they're obviously way too young to kind of um necessarily be into the same stuff that i'm into but i don't know i just i think if you're young at heart and you just I don't know. You just act accordingly. You don't act up. Like if you're like, I don't know if I, you're not going to see me do some dumb 25 year old stuff. Right. But like, I respect all those 25 year olds that are doing dumb stuff. Like I will observe from the sideline and be like, yo, go ahead. But I will not be doing that. So like, I don't know. I just enjoy watching and I enjoy observing. And then I think about like, Oh, what can I bring that's useful to them? Right. Because I want to see, who's the next person coming up, right? That's all I want to see. Like growing up in New York, having been able to go to some clubs, loving clubs, loving music. I'm like, I'm so curious about who's that like next promoter that like, yeah, just does stuff. That's like bringing kids together. You know, like I'm super interested in that. And I just always been interested in like, who's the next kid that's just going to like bring this culture up. So, um, I don't know i just like observing and i just you know i think if you observe it's like it's cool and i'm not doing it in like a weird way it's just like you know just sitting in your car outside a park yeah like no it's just (laughs) like i don't know you're just going to things and there's like there's that man again yeah i know but it's like i'm lucky enough to have some friends that do really good stuff so like i go and i support them and then while i'm supporting them like there's all these kids there too so like I don't know. Like it just kind of works. That's I think you tapped it right. Of like
0: a, the the young at heart part. part you know, mm-hmm. I think in marketing speak, right, a few years ago and still people are like millennials. Millennials, right? Like yeah. there's I, and I think there's millennials and then there's millennial minded. Yeah. Correct. Right. And you know where I may not chronologically fit mm-hmm. the you know the the years. Um, I definitely like exhibit the same sure. sort of behaviors and, yeah, and for traits. For sure. So um, one more thing before we wind down. Um, you talk about the kids coming up, so uh, we didn't get to finish. How did you go from soccer to uh, what you're doing now?
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's, a, uh, that's a leap. It was cr- yeah. So graduated school. Um, I was working for a DJ company, Upstairs Records, doing um, phones like uh, what you call it, sales on the phone, telemarketing. And, te- mm, Sorry to bother you. Yeah, no, but I wasn't doing outbounding <laughs> calls. It was only incoming. Got it. So it was just kind of like sales reception, basically, and. I don't know how this happened, but I got in the mail. I got a fader magazine with D'Angelo and Beck on the cover. And I was like, what is this? And I was just like, I was like, my jaw dropped. I was like, I gotta be a part of this. I don't know how I'm going to do this, but like, I gotta go work for them. So I open up the first page, the masthead, And I emailed just the email on there turns out i went to school and this kind of will this turns out i went to school with uh one of the owner's friends so i then was introduced and then i had an interview and um i ended up working for cornerstone the fader for a long time but what i learned from that experience is that you have a rolodex wherever you go right so like keep that Rolodex. Yeah. Like you never know how that person is going to like maybe help you down the road or how you can help them down the road. And like that, I don't know what, but that was the trigger to like, I started in, then I started in marketing and then like, I was just like, wow, keep this Rolodex. Like whoever you've talked to, just like all you have when you die is your name. So like, yeah. don't burn bridges, like have a great name within whatever, like, genre of scope or whatever that you work in have a great name
0: by the way when i die i want to be taxidermied i'm okay. putting like a john travolta position po- okay yeah all right just keep me in my living room okay cool um so <laughs> yeah <laughs> random um as we wind down um the show is called innovation crush uh i'm curious as to what's out there that you currently have a crush on as an, especially as an observer of culture it might be food it might be a piece of tech it might be something your daughters did i don't know
1: That's hard. Uh... (laughs) You know what? Actually, no, it's actually not that hard. I'm fascinated with architecture, specifically homes, and how homes are so random, sorry, how homes are changing. Mm. So we just did like a whole house hunt. And what I noticed was like there's a style of home now coming in that I think is going to look dated by the time our kids get older. Wow. That we are going through that period now looking at the dated homes. So it was just interesting seeing like how those homes once were like, oh my God, these are the new things. It's amazing. And now we're looking at these homes and I'm like, man, that's going to be, dated in like 25 years it's like fascinating to see how mm. all these builders are building this home this particular home the same way and I'm like they're gonna be in the same boat but they're not gonna care but I was just like the, the housing industry is very interesting to me and it's makes no sense at all but it's very interesting to me and how like I, I don't know. It's just super, yeah. super interesting to me. That what, I so, what is? More
0: uh, I mean, if you, if you can expound a little bit, yeah. Um, what like what? What are the things you're seeing in these homes?
1: Like, so here in LA, it's like farmhouse chic, I guess, is what. So it's like wood siding, not vinyl. Um, you have the certain look with the sconces outside that are like very farmhouse East Coast. Um, maybe a barn door on the on the garage like it's very but it's like there'll be three homes on the block that look exactly the same same color scheme same everything they're like you're not even in a subdivision right so it's (laughs) just like they've obviously figured out like oh this is what's gonna sell right this is what people are looking for and then when you go inside it's the same typical kind of like ashwood floor it's it's everything that every Pinterest person is like, yes, yes,
0: yes. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's like, it's, it's the Instagram home.
1: 100%. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, man, like, it's just interesting to see, like, in 50 years or whatever, or whenever the girls, you know, get older and want to do whatever they're going to do, like, what they're going to Yeah,
0: but I also think that's your eye as sort of a trendsetter. Like, probably, you know, is, like, you don't, you never want to do things the same yeah, as, probably. you know, that's anyone probably. else, so... Yeah you know um but uh, but good eye and then last but not least complete this phrase for me oh boy nope that's not it <laughs> um <laughs> good guess though now innovation to me is
1: being outside the box just pushing pushing the envelope on whatever it is you know like if you are doing innovation A through this box, like you've got to push outside. Shameless plug, you
0: didn't know this, but I wrote a book called Crushing the Box, which is like it. let's get rid of the box altogether. And so all that. about. Uh, oh, you were going to say that? I was going to say that. but oh, then I was like, go ahead. You I'm can, a, no, I'm like You can say
1: it. Shout me out. No, I just, I just, <laughs> I like, I, I think it's amazing because it's just like there really shouldn't be a box, right? Like it's, sh- like everyone is doing their thing. And what gravitates and what pulls you in is if that thing is good, right? Like, that's all it is, is like, if you're gonna create content, and if that content is great, people will come and listen to it. Absolutely. And if the content isn't good, you'll know. No one's gonna listen. So, that's what, the, to me, that's what innovation is. Like, you're, just, you're gonna create something. You should create something that serves a purpose, serves a need that you need it for, right? It could just be for you, but like if you do it right, people are going to be like, oh, I need that too. Yeah. Right? That's just the marketing then. Like you also need that. Right. Right? Your friend needs that. Then their friend needs that. Then their mama needs that. Like my Equestrian
0: speaker. It's going to go viral. Maybe not. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) So
1: that to me is innovation, it's just like taking something and being like, I'm going to turn it on its head because I think I need it to do this for me. Right. That to me is innovation. Uh,
0: where can people go to find you, find your your work? Um, oh, man. How do we get on the, the list for, the- <laughs> <laughs> for us,
1: I don't, so don't I don't, I'm like, no plugging of me ever. So I, I don't, I mean, I work at Sonos. Yeah. Like, that. you know, basically that's, like, I'm doing, hopefully you just follow what we're doing at Sonos, and, yeah. you know, you'll find me. Just,
0: What's the, what? and last but not least. Yeah. Or, oh, no, last but last. Yeah. What's the most exciting thing you're seeing coming out of Sonos right now?
1: Uh, everything that we're doing, seriously, everything that we're doing, we're doing with a purpose, and it's really, really exciting to see, like, it's just rolling. The train is just going. So... Everything that's coming out, like, I think everyone's going to be excited about. So, um, everyone go get Sonos. All right. Sure.
0: Everyone, this has been another amazing installment of Innovation Crush, and we will talk to you next time.